Eagles Entertainment. Welcome, Eagles, everywhere to the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro with you at the Novacare Complex. After a long weekend for all of us, Eagles win on Thursday night to leap into first place in the NFC East, and the team stays there after Dallas lost to Washington on Sunday. And we're awaiting word from Dallas, who plays quarterback for the Cowboys in this Sunday night primetime game at Lincoln Financial Field. Yes, the Eagles-Cowboys rivalry is renewed in very unusual circumstances, we know. With the state of the NFC East, the state of these two teams really struggling. But for Philadelphia, the second of three straight NFC East games. And this one sends Philadelphia into the bye week. So maybe it's time to get healthy. And the Eagles have activated the 21-day practice window for linebacker TJ Edwards, who has a chance to play Sunday night for sure. Safety Rudy Ford, who's an excellent gunner on special teams. Offensive tackle Jason Peters and wide receiver and first-round draft pick Jalen Rager. So you figure if they're not back for Sunday, they'll be back after the bye when the Eagles play at the New York Giants. That is very good news. Okay, let's get on to the podcast here. We've got a great one for you. In a bit, we'll talk to Brett Toth, Eagles offensive lineman, certainly about his NFL journey, but also about his military upbringing and why the salute to service week in the NFL means so much to him good conversation ahead another offensive lineman Nate Herbig has shown up this year second year player all of a sudden is a starter at both guard positions he's played very well we'll go inside his play and how he feels about the state of the ever-changing offensive line let's begin though with this Eagles Insider podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group our weekly one-on-one with head coach Doug Peterson we spoke on Friday after the Eagles 22-21 victory over the Giants And he was looking forward to a long weekend ahead for himself, his coaching staff, getting a little breath, and for the players who had some certainly some very welcomed downtime. One-on-one with head coach Doug Peterson. It's time for our weekly one-on-one with head coach Doug Peterson, presented by Wawa and Eagles insider Dave Spadaro. Coach, big win on Thursday night. Uh, Let's talk about some of the things that you take away from the victory. Well, number one... um a win. I mean, uh, you know, we're 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 back on top of the NFC East, which I don't know if is 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 saying a whole lot at, at two four and one. But you know, we're excited to to have won that football game. You know, it's always a good good uh, battle, good fight with the New York Giants, and um, obviously, uh, you know, on a Thursday short week. You know, some of the things that <clears throat> I look at from this game. You know, the way our quarterback led the football team late in the game, put it on his shoulders. Some of our. Um, you know, those unsung heroes. I think of the Richard Rodgers, the, the John Hightowers, even Boston Scott late in the game, you know, to really make some plays and, um, you know, get us in a position to, uh, you know, score that game-winning touchdown to Boston. But, you know, it was really a hard-fought battle. We, we were in the red zone seven times. It's something that we've got to look at. We only capitalized on three of those those possessions down there. Uh you know, and, and, and we found a way to win. And, and I, I think of the defense, too. I think about the three takeaways. You know, we always, we always talk about the turnover battle, turnover ratio. And anytime it's in our favor, you know, chances of winning games go up. So, you know, it was, it was very positive that way. Um, excited for the guys to get the win, the way they fought, the way they hung together, and uh, found a way to win. Let's talk about some of those players, Doug. Richard Rogers. I don't think we all saw him as the receiving threat he has become 
Um, has it always been there and he's just been kind of used as more of a blocker? I mean, how do you kind of account for his production? Yeah, it, it's always been there. In fact, you know, you go back to his days when he played in Green Bay and, and, and when they used him, you know, a little bit more as a, as a, as a primary, you know, a, a pass catcher, a tight end, you know. And then, of course, when he comes here, he, you know, he's behind Zach and, and really Dallas. So they're, they've been the guys that have, you know, kind of carried the load from the passing game and, you know, he, he's been he's been the primary blocker. But now that he's in that position, uh, you're starting to see the athleticism. You know, he, he played extremely fast. He played physical at the line of scrimmage, blocking defensive ends, blocking linebackers. Uh, and it was really good to see. But that's that's who Richard is. And uh, he, he's a pro. Uh, he handles his business well. Uh, he's prepared well. And it was it was really good and exciting to see. I know John Hightower had the drop against Baltimore, but the fact is he has gotten open deep in just about every game. Is his speed something you can really rely on now? Deshaun's going to be out for a while here. Is John at the point now where you really can rely on him and trust him to, to get open down the field and be a vertical threat? Yeah, he, he's one of the he's one of our young young receivers that that has, you know, he's been blessed with speed and, and Quez Watkins is another one. And, you know, but, but yeah, he's Right now, he's he's kind of the the one guy that's been able to get behind the defense, right? And and uh, Carson has trust in him, and he's put the ball in some great spots to, to, for him to make some plays. And you know, it's something we've got to continue to uh, explore, find find more creative ways to get him open down the field. And and sometimes you just run the, as we say, just run the run the run the go route. You know, when in when in doubt, go deep, as they say. And and uh, he has the ability to run run fast and run past guys and, and make those plays. Boston's numbers had not been as productive through six weeks. All of a sudden, Thursday night, he's a giant killer once again. What did he do so well on Thursday night? I tell you, Boston is, uh, you know, again, he, he's, he's a lot like Richard from the standpoint. He's just a, just an ultimate pro. The way he attacks the game, the way he attacks his week of practice, his preparation. Um, you know, and he played, he played tough. He played smart. Made made some tough runs. Made made some really some good catches, some one on one catches, and then and then obviously the over the shoulder grab was was a thing of beauty at the end of the game. And um, you know Boston's an, an exciting player with the ball in his hands. He can make the first guy miss, and he showed that you know in space throughout the game. And um, you know just something that uh, uh, I was excited to see. I knew I knew he was going to play well. Uh, he wanted to play well. He was excited going into this football game. Jason Huntley at running back. Doug, I don't think a lot of Eagles fans know about him. Give me the scouting report and what's the plan moving forward with him? Well, Jason's another one that uh, has has you know been he's blessed with with some speed and quickness and some ability. Um, you know, was a player that joined us late. You know, right at the beginning of the season and has kind of been deactivated. You know, the first couple of weeks, but now he's getting an opportunity and and. Um, you know, I think his vision will just improve the more reps he gets. You know, to be able to see the hole, whether it's front side, back side, and and he's got he's got really good hands. He's he's a really good pass catcher out of the backfield, and and that's something that um, kind of in that in that Boston Scott mold when he gets the football in his hands, he's got the ability to really be explosive. And and um, you know, uh, so I'm excited for him, and and obviously with Corey in the mix now, uh, it's it's a good running back room uh, with uh, with Miles being out. Why does Carson Wentz not get down when he makes mistakes early in games? What what is that what is that trait that enables him to just stay focused and really play his best football in the fourth quarter? Well, I just think that he's he's so focused, he's so focused, you know, uh with with everything that's in front of him, not what's what's in 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 behind him and 
he doesn't dwell on the past. And I think that's that's a, it's a great quality to have when when mistakes happen, and they're going to happen in this game. There's, you know, 65, 70-plus plays, mistakes are going to happen, right? And, and it's the ability to kind of, you know, flush the bat and, and, and prepare for the next series, the next drive, the next play. And uh, he, he's very capable of doing that. And, you know, we saw it again Thursday night with uh, with his ability to, um, you know, take some of the bad that that, that, that he had, you know, and, and, and move on from it and overcome it and uh, ultimately win the game. What can you find out about this football team in the next couple of days? One, I think I think we can we can really dive into to some of the um, situational aspects of the game. I mean, you think about you know we've we've been a we've been a top red zone team other than Thursday night. We we kind of struggle in the red zone, so we can we can look into that and see where you know we can get better. You know, obviously, you know the last couple of weeks we've we've exhausted a lot of our two point conversion plays, and and we weren't very good the other night. So we got to we got to look into that, right? We got to look into our screen game. So there's some, there's some aspects of our game offensively that, that we can dive into and, and um, you know, but at the same time, we still know we have a game coming up in a week and, and uh, we got to prepare for, uh, for Dallas coming to town. You gave Jake Elliott a vote of confidence talking to the media on Friday. Can you kind of go into detail why you did that? You know, listen, he, he's made so many big kicks for us, and, and he's going to continue to make big kicks for us. And I got so much confidence in Jake putting him out there that he's going to, you know, he's going to make those make those kicks. And, and uh, you know, he's disappointed that he missed missed again the other night. But, you know, he's another one that's going to be able to just kind of, you know, move on from it, learn learn from it, obviously, how, how he approached the ball, how he hit the ball. I thought he was hitting the ball really well in pregame. He hit the ball early in the game with his kickoffs, and the first field goal was – was uh, was very powerful and accurate, and and so, you know, with that, I mean, listen, he's disappointed. We know, we know that you know it's unacceptable to to miss a kick, and he he knows that. But at the same time, it doesn't it doesn't waver my confidence one way or the other, because um, I'm going to put him back out there, and I know he's going to make those kicks. From a physical standpoint, what does a couple of days off mean to these players? Uh, it means everything, you know, and and. Uh, Get a couple days here to kind of rest, not not only physically, but I think mentally too. You know, just to take a take a little break and kind of kind of shut the mind off a, a, a little bit. Be able to sit back on the weekend and enjoy college football, enjoy the Sunday games, um, and then and then we turn it back on on Monday and we get ready for the Cowboys. Big one on Sunday night once again at Lincoln Financial Field. Head coach Doug Peterson, thanks very much. Our weekly one on one with the head coach, presented by Wawa. Doug, enjoy the weekend. Thanks, Dave. Nate Herbig was not drafted in 2019, but the Eagles liked what they saw from him in the spring and in the summer throughout the preseason to keep him on the 53-man roster. Played just a little bit last year. Injuries have forced him front and center as a starter at right guard and at left guard. Nate Herbig, one of the young linemen the Eagles are developing. What's it like inside his trenches? Let's find out one-on-one with offensive guard Nate Herbig. Hello, Nate. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fine, man. Tell me what you've learned the most throughout this season about your about your game, about the NFL, just about the whole experience of being a starting offensive lineman in the NFL. I mean, I learned really. I feel like the big thing in the NFL playing the offensive line. I can only speak for that, but it's just uh, consistency for me is just trying to be consistent every week consistent every play because if you're not on it one play you go off the reservation you're going to get beat 
and that's a no-no. So I'm just trying to be more and more consistent. It is consistent, like for fans who don't understand what consistency means, what is what exactly does it mean? Is it every little part of your your preparation and like just everything? It's like knowing what the play is and what you're supposed to do on the play and executing exactly how you've been coached to by Coach Stout because he does like that's he does an unbelievable job and he never puts you in a situation that you know that he hasn't coached you on how to do it or what technique you're using and it's really up to you you know to execute what he's taught you and it's like every play you know it could be a different technique or something just a little bit different that you got to do to make the play run because you're working on his offensive line i just i gotta do a better job and i feel like i just working towards that trying to be more consistent how in college in college were you able to be more inconsistent and then just like win on that play because you're a better athlete? Uh, a thousand, a thousand percent. I feel you know sometimes in college like you'll play a team that's Division three or for a week, but here every week you're playing someone who's you know the best in the world at what they do, and it's just you can't. You can't mess up one player or so expose you. Is the is the hardest part is the hardest part, Nate? Is it? I mean, you're just a young guy. This is all. I mean, you're you're getting thrown into the mix so quickly. You got to learn how to swim. Is the biggest challenge physical or mental? Do you think? I think it's uh, mental. I mean, at least for me, really mental. Like you, you know, it's like just knowing, having an understanding. Like I said, like what you have to do before the play or how you're going to approach something, like your preparation in the week. Like, when you do get beat, like, how are you going to come back the next play? Is it going to affect you? Or are you going to be able to move forward and just learn from it and get better? Or is it going to make you spiral, you know, and then you get beat that play, then two plays later you get beat because you're thinking about two plays before. So I just – I think for me it's a big mental thing. Are you having fun? That's the big question. Are you having fun becoming a better football player? Oh, 100%. I mean, I think uh, all the coaches here and uh, all the older guys and the players, they make it really fun, you know, like how they've been, some of these guys like Kelsey, JP, Lane, they've been doing it for so long and they're so good at it. It's like, it's like, it's super fun to be out there, you know, and especially when you win with the team, like, I don't know, I don't find a greater feeling than winning. I had this conversation with Alex Singleton after he, had the touchdown in San Francisco. And one of the things he said was making that play kind of made him feel validated to a degree. Like he's a young guy trying to find his way in the NFL in a locker room of veteran players. And this made him feel kind of like he belonged and he's obviously gone on and played very well. Do you, did you feel that way at the beginning of the season that you had to kind of like the success that you had was a validation of, Hey, I'm, more than just a guy on the roster, I'm somebody who's going to help us win? I wouldn't say that. Uh, I don't look at it like that. I'm just looking at, like, I'm still earning my validation every day. I step into the building, like, yeah, I look, like, our old line the starters, the true starting five, they are, they're all the best at what they do, you know, from Isaac, how they, how they carry themselves in the building, how they approach their business on and off the field, Brooks. Kelsey, JP Lane, like all those guys are the best in the world. And like, I just, 
you know, and you watch them on film, and that's kind of like how you go off of how you're supposed to do things because they're the best. And it's like I, I don't, I don't feel like I'm anywhere near, you know, what I mean, as good as those guys. So it's just keep working every day, trying to get there. Nate, you had two days off um, over the weekend. I guess maybe two or three days off. And I wonder what, you know, you've been taking a pounding. How, how does that make your body feel just getting that much time off? Is it is it tremendously therapeutic for you to step away from the game oh, and just kind of chill out? It's it's huge. And, you know, like we're going on week eight and we just had a big win. And, um, you know, it's just like you get two days off. It's almost like a, those two days feel like forever to me, you know, like I've been a, like coming back in the building on Monday, really, with football, we have uh, practice today. Like, it's like, uh, like, I feel like I've been away from the game for, like, six months almost. Like, it's foreign, <laughs> you know. How does your body feel uh, after after seven games? How do, you, how do you feel physically? I feel feel good. I mean, I just, I just want to win, you know, and I don't really think about how I feel. I just try to do whatever the team needs me to do and whatever Coach Stout wants and whatever I can do to help win, I'm going to try to do it the best that I can. So I don't really think about how I feel because all I really want to do is win. I love to win. Nate, t- tell me about Stout and what he's meant to you from a professional standpoint, from a personal standpoint, and why do you think he's so great? I mean, it's just, like, I, I remember, you know, going and drafted us probably like, one of the hardest days of my life to this point. And it's like, he called me, I remember talking to him, and I just was like, you know, I, gonna go to Philly because that he told me hungry dogs run faster and it's just like something that I feel like has stuck with me and like how he approaches it. Like he he doesn't have to to kill himself in, in meetings, you know, going through film, trying to put us in the right position, but he does it because he's such a competitor and he wants to be the best at what he does and it's just like it's contagious in our whole room. And like even, you know, I he he just he just puts things in perspective for me and he has since I got here, like what I need to do to get better. Like, you know, and it's like, I'm nothing but grateful. Anything he has to say to me, I just try to eat it up, soak it in every little thing, get the message out of everything. Because I, for me, uh, he's probably the greatest uh, coach I've, I've had personally, you know, and, uh, not a knock to any coaches that I've had in the past, offensive line coaches, but just from my personal growth as a man, as a player, he, I just feel like he's tremendously gone up with him. Awesome. Hey, last one. Um, in your bio, your three-step drop, it says you were, I think the word is starstruck when you met JP. I wonder if you can take me through that experience. Why were you starstruck? What was it like? And like, were you like stammering? Like, did you feel like a, like you'd met your idol or something? Well, it's just like all these guys, you know, Isaac, Brooks, all these guys, like, I'm young, you know. They've been doing this for a while now. Like, I was really in high school when they were when they were in, in the league, you know, balling, especially JP. Like, this was his 17th season. Like, I was five years old when he started playing in the NFL. Like, they still <laughs> doing it at the highest level. To me, that just, like, puts things in perspective, you know, like playing Madden on the Wii when I was young and they'd be out there, all these guys, and just, like, getting a chance to, like, you know, play next to them. And I'm accountable now, you know, for my job so that they can be successful and I can be successful. It's just, like, 
it's kind of crazy to me when I really like think about it and put it that way to myself. Like I, they've been, I don't know. I don't even, I don't even have the words. Mm-hmm. They're the guys you looked at. You saw them on TV all those years when you were just a kid. And now you're playing yeah. next to them. That's kind of the way yeah. it is. Hey, that's what I like. Um, did your, did your family ever get, is your family able to get in for games this year? Uh, my dad actually came. My dad was here for the past two games. How cool was that to be in front of your father in, on an NFL field, starting a, for an NFL team, playing well, and your father's in the stands? He's kind of, like, pushed out, you know, so it's like, so what, now what? You know what I mean? Not like, oh, <laughs> my starting NFL, like, what are you going to do that you're out there? Like, are you going to get your butt kicked? Or are you going to, you know, ball? You know, it's really, like, kind of tough love. So, I mean, for me, it's kind of crazy, but I just, like I said, like, I just, I'm, I'm not, I don't look at it like that. And like, I'm super thankful and I enjoy the moment, but all, all I'm thinking about is just how can I get better? How can I do a job? How can I do my job better? How can I help the team, you know, win? what can I do better? Why I'm like, why did I mess that up? Or I'm not going to mess that up again. Like, that's really just try I, how I keep that narrow focus all season. And that's why I'm going to keep going about it. Nate, I appreciate it very much. Thank you. Keep up the great work and have a great day. Raise a glass to that comforting feeling of an Eagles touchdown with the all-new Broad and Patterson Wine Collection created in partnership with Wink. Featuring a Cabernet, a Rosé, and a Chardonnay, Broad and Patterson Wines are the perfect pairing for any occasion. Now you can bring the sweet taste of victory with you to a dinner with friends or to the tailgate with your game day crew. Purchase online today at philadelphiaeagles.com slash wine to stock up and have Broad and Patterson delivered right to your door. A portion of proceeds from every bottle benefit Eagles Autism Foundation. This is Salute to Service Week in the NFL. And with that, Brett Toth, product of the Army, had a waiver. Eagles signed him out of college in 2018. He then went to the Arizona Cardinals 2019. Eagles getting him back just a few weeks ago. And he's actually been in games. You've seen him when Lane Johnson has been hurt. Brett Toth stepped in against the Baltimore Ravens. Crazy journey for Toth. Eagles really like his athletic ability. He has changed his body a lot. But more than anything, it's the military and the discipline that he was instill- was given to him from the military, his life in the military, his family's life in the military. This is more than just a short-term commitment for Brett Toth. It is a lifetime commitment for sure. Generations of lifetime commitment for Toth and his family. We talk about it here in this week that the NFL salutes American servicemen and women. Let, let's begin with this little, this little idea that, you know, your, your career in the NFL here has been a bit wild. And I wonder if your military background, do you think it's helped you deal with pressure moments, with the unpredictability of the NFL life? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean... You just kind of take adversity as it comes and work with what you have at hand and keep rolling through, you know. Take each day as an opportunity to get better. At what point in your life, I mean, I guess the, the military has always been part of your life with, the, with your family. Just how deep is the military involvement um, and the way of life with your family? How, how, how far does it extend? Oh, well, I've actually had a family member serve in every branch of the military. Uh, my dad was with the Navy. I have an uncle through the Army, grandfather in the Air Force. Uh, another grandfather in the Coast Guard. And so it's it's always 
kind of put things in perspectives and you, you just listen to their stories and see what it's done for them and uh, see how it kind of makes you a service-minded person, which also applies to especially uh, the Eagles organization, just playing offensive line as a whole. So, so Brett, when you were a little kid, what kind of stories did you hear? What kind of lessons did you learn? Um, it's, honestly, it's just the smaller things. My, uh, uh, my dad was actually out of the Navy when I was born, but you kind of see the kind of strict parenting as well as everything's kind of regimented with how they go about their days and just the discipline between their scheduling as well. And uh, a big part is just like the morals as well that you get out of it and just the ethics you learn uh, going on. So this week it's, it's NFL salute to service. Um, what does that mean to you now that you're in the NFL, you've been part of it, and and kind of the message that you hope that people hear from the NFL? Uh, to be honest, I just this kind of message that's sent through these uh, special games is kind of the whole reason of why I'm allowed to be a part of the NFL, you know? Just kind of seeing the crossover as well and just the appreciation between the military and the civilian world and just seeing these major organizations and how they value the military and what these men and women do for our country and last year i was uh honored to be a part of like the pre-game uh events and i was able to enlist over like 50 enlistees part of the game and uh with the cardinals and you know it's it's an awesome opportunity and uh it's as a whole it just links the civilian population to those that do serve us brett what kind of events were you involved with last year when you were with the cardinals in that in that pre-game uh, period of time so a bunch of teams actually like uh doing like military traditions like that by getting a commissioned officer to go out and enlist people that are uh enlisting into the military and like this being their like first experience before they head off to basic training and stuff like that and and i was actually able to get coordinated prior to because i was also teaching at uh at arizona state with their rtc department and I was able to link up with the Phoenix Recruiting Battalion and kind of get situated before the game, and I was able to be the uh, commissioning officer. Oh, that's awesome. And you, and you got a good response? Yeah, it was, it was amazing. It was just amazing to be a part of, as well as the kind of, again, linking the whole NFL to military aspect of it. And uh, It's something I'm going to remember forever. This will be different this year. I mean, it's obviously you're going to be in uniform, in a different kind of uniform, on an NFL sideline. So will there be a significance to that, that, you know, look professionally here, you've made incredible strides in a very short period of time? Yeah, again, I just see it as another opportunity, you know. I would say everything I learned between going to West Point and doing a couple years of active duty, how you take each day, you only get 24 hours, and you can apply those hours whatever way you want to. And especially in football, I mean, you, you can tell coming from the offense that we had at Army as well. It's a big run oriented and then switching over to professional football. It's you really have to take what kind of uh, almost student of the game you can be and make yourself the best possible lineman out there. And, you know, I, I'm grateful to have Coach Stout on our side as well in that offensive line room, some great veterans as well in the offensive line room. And it's kind of my obligation to them to take each day seriously and get better as well. Brett, if you could talk football for a moment, from a physical standpoint, uh, how much has your body changed in these last couple of years since since you first signed with Eagles? Uh, the big one is weight-wise. Again, coming straight out of active duty, I was in Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, 
the last record weight they had of me before I got here uh, a couple weeks ago was at 279 pounds and currently 315 pounds, still the same uh, uh, body comp. And, you know, it's, again, doing whatever I can in off season as well to uh, give myself an opportunity on the field. How is it going for you on the field? I mean, you've been thrown in some pretty crazy situations. Yeah, I got thrown into the fire quick. But, uh, again, it's transitioning positions out in Arizona. They were playing me more guard. And once I got here, they uh, see my potential at tackle. And, again, it's taking the coaching, taking every rep that I get serious and learning from it and just improving every day. You having fun doing it? Oh, absolutely. Again, like, we take it serious, especially coming off of a good win against the Giants and, you know, it's Philadelphia, one of the uh, greatest fan bases out there as well, and they take every game serious as well. And you got to recognize what you're a part of here and enjoy it. That's awesome, Brett. Uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend, and I really, really thank you for your time. And uh, and and keep kicking butt the rest of the season. Absolutely, yes, sir. Thank you for your time. Don't miss your chance to be in the stands at Lincoln Financial Field this season with an Eagles fan cutout. Put on your game day best and upload a photo of yourself so that you can still join us on game days. Fan cutouts printed by Rico are only $100 with net proceeds benefiting Eagles Autism Foundation. Your purchase will also waive the registration fee for the 2021 Eagles Autism Challenge event. Order yours at PhiladelphiaEagles.com slash cutouts. That will do it for this episode of the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Thanks so much for joining us, everyone. Thanks to Peter Kelly, Ray Doyle, Trevor Hayes for their work here. Thanks to all of you for joining. If you have a moment to give us a review, we would appreciate it. More to get to this week as the Eagles get ready for the Dallas Cowboys. And a win on Sunday night would give the Eagles a 3-4-1 record. And just, I mean, in the NFC East, it feels like an insurmountable game and a half lead, potentially. But you got to win the game first. And the Cowboys are reeling, but we know what this rivalry is like. And we know that the NFC East, you can never predict what's going to happen. I'm Insider Dave Spadaro. Have yourselves a great Eagles day, everyone. And fly, Eagles, fly. E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! We want you to know about all the podcasts in the Eagles network of podcasts. So make sure you tune in to not only this Eagles Insider podcast three times a week, But make sure you subscribe and listen to the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast every Tuesday and Thursday, our Journey to the Draft podcast Tuesday and Thursday, and our Eagles Update podcasts, which give you the news in a flash Monday through Saturday throughout this 2020 season. Sign up, subscribe, and listen to our Eagles network of podcasts.